My journey has been one of returning from the darkness and stepping out into the light once more. I'm Chance Lunsford. I'm also Logos and Trivial. While you're sitting trying to figure that out, this is my podcast. Allegedly. Logos and Trivial podcast. I'm Chance Lunsford. I'm also Logos and Trivial. Maybe you're also Logos and Trivial. While you're trying to learn how to pronounce that word, say it a few times in your head. Take the time. That's fine. Because with me today, I have the great, the glorious, the one and only Ed Lattimore. Ed is a dude who I ran into because of Twitter. As, uh, as most of you who listen to this podcast probably have as well. And one of the things that stuck out to me about Ed is that he has this peculiar talent of being very popular, having a lot of attention directed towards him, and being very good at not letting that uh, manifest in sort of uh, like an overly prideful persona online. He's, he can crack a joke, he can laugh at himself, but he also, has a, he also has some messages that he's trying to share with people, and he's pretty consistent with that. And I had Ed on um, quite a while ago on this podcast, and uh, I wanted to bring him back on to kind of touch bases and see where he's gone and what he's learned. Um, but for those of you who aren't familiar with Ed, he's an author, he's a former heavyweight boxer, he's just sort of a force of nature in the world of self-improvement Twitter. He's connected with the likes of Jose Rosado and beyond to just make things possible for people and to put stuff out there that will help you, the audience, the listener, integrate some principles in your lives that will help you move forward. And so with that uh, sort of vague and rambling introduction, Ed, welcome back to the podcast. Glad to have you. And why don't you fill in the blanks of anything you feel like the audience needs to know? Ah, uh, nah, man. At this point, <laughs> uh, at this point, you know, it's funny when people give an introduction or I try to introduce myself, I always forget something. And, and I don't know if that that's really cool or not. I've, I've just, I've done a lot of things and, and it, it starts to get hard to keep track of them. I don't even claim to be particularly uh, good at many of them, but, but probably of, of note somewhat that they're so disparate, but yet found in the same person. But yeah, that's uh you, you, you summed it up, man. Former boxer, uh, self-improvement Twitter, uh, write a lot of stuff, two books on Amazon, working on a third that I want someone to pay me for. So it's a bit more of a uh, thorough process to, to make that happen, but it, but it does good. I mean, it sharpens you up and makes everything click together. You, you see what you have to do to get to the next level. And that's what all what life is about, man. Just, just moving and grooving. Hmm. You know, something you said right there just kind of s- stood out to me. You said, I do a lot of things and I'm not even necessarily good at a lot of them. And I think a lot of people get maybe caught up in the idea that in order to be relevant or useful in a certain domain, you have to be a master at it. But what I have found, and it sounds like you have found, is that even just a couple steps down a certain path is far enough along that path to be an example to somebody else because a lot of times there's this paralysis analysis or there's just this non-starting tendency that people have that stops them from taking even that first step. And so when they see somebody who's taking three or four steps even down a certain path, 
and has developed some measure of experience and skill, it's enough to go, well, he did that, she did that, <laughs> I could do that. And I guess I wonder what, there's a lot of people who turn to you for advice or to consider your ideas or just to pay attention to what you're doing because you're an interesting dude. And I wonder sort of at what is the point where you maybe were like Ed Lattimore, the online persona to where you were Ed, the human who's also online. And this is what I'm doing. I'm just sharing what I'm doing because I have found enough, you know, I've gained enough experience to know that I can just share who I am as a person and not necessarily have to like, uh, shape the experience that people have of me as much as maybe I thought I needed to? Well, that's a uh, really interesting question. I don't think I've ever made a distinction or a kind of crossover or anything like that. For me, it is, it's important and, and really I consider it mandatory, but I understand not everyone is going to see it that way. I consider it both important and mandatory that you never make such a distinction, that you never start to try and become something just for the sake of the audience. To me, for example, I'm I'm a big believer in leaning on my public persona to kind of keep me in line. But is it keeping me in line uh, and forming me into somebody else? Or is it just letting me remember that I've been given this gift of this audience? And if I abuse that gift, then I'll lose that gift and all the things that comes with it. So for me, it just is a, a, and to even think like that is part of me, right? Remember, a lot of guys don't even think like that. So it's very much who I am in reality is who I am online. Like, you're not going to find, uh, like, here, here are some things that will never happen. You, you Like, you're never going to have somebody, like, flash some tweets or some DMs where I'm, where I'm being, being straight inauthentic you know like who is this guy is he talking shit on somebody or something like that nothing crazy that way because that's who i am i i am i'm everything you see and that's really important I'm, I'm so worried about like oh we're gonna pull that guy's card and show him to be something he's not i'm like nah man dude it's, it's real you know i have i have been for better or worse i think mostly better if not entirely good uh born into or developed into this this sphere of of internet celebrity kind of organically because remember i i was a, a fighter and they, they would put me on television that's uh and and promoting me and, and things of that nature and that that just made sense and then the backstory made it more interesting but there was never a point where i was like i'm gonna constantly transition uh anymore uh, towards it then the more i was like, i'm gonna step away it just for my personality who I am, the message I wanted to do, everything that I was kind of doing alongside boxing, it just made sense to continue being me. You know, it was it was a good, it's a good time. You know, and it still is a good time. But just just bigger audience, um, but that hasn't changed. You know what I say or do. And you know, you you follow me on Twitter. It'll you know, help 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 help. Crack joke. What? <laughs> what is he talking about? You know, um, say just put something out there crazy because I, I never want to like because that's boring, man. Like like people don't follow me because I actually have no idea. Like if you were to ask me why people follow me, I would I you know I'd come up with all different types of answers. I'll try to survey this whatever, but at the end it, it doesn't matter because I'm not like no matter what they say, I'm not gonna be like. 
you know what? I should be more of that person. Like that, I'm, I want to continue to be me because I don't, I don't really know any other way. Uh, not interested in doing it any other way either. I always say that one of the one of the greatest privileges that I never ever take for granted is that I get to make a very good living being myself. Now, granted, you know that that's a gross oversimplification, but I don't have to mince my words. I don't have to show up anywhere I don't want to be. I get to create what I want to create. And I understand I have a fan base that is big enough that at the base minimum, I'll be able to like cover a life and, and things of that, that nature. So uh, like, like, yeah, there was never a transition in that regard. I never thought, let me be this person. It was, I, I'm fortunate that who I am has been kind of cool enough so far. Hmm. I, I think there's maybe one area I want to push back on you on that a little bit with because okay. I've, I've seen enough of you and I've gotten to know you and see the things that you do enough to know that there's a, you're a smart dude. You're, you're a clever guy and, and things don't just like line up and work out. You know what I mean? But at the yeah. same time, you're you're eminently relatable and your communication style is very clear. It's very relatable. It's very um, the average Joe can connect to what you're saying almost every time. And, and that's an art. But there's that that simplicity that you communicate with. There's I've, I've seen it. I've seen it. And I know who you've I know enough of who you've connected with and the things that you've done to go, well, there's, there's this guy behind that simplicity that is more complex than that. And I guess not to necessarily negate the fact that you're just being Ed, but I know in my own experience, I think a certain way. And then I have to sort of go through this process of translating who, who I am into a, a situation where people can relate to who I am and understand what I'm saying. Ah, okay. Yeah. Uh, okay, so, so here's what I think uh, you're you're uh, touching on, and and if I'm incorrect, correct me. But I, but I think I have an idea. So uh, the, there are the thoughts, and then it's you know how do I make those palatable? How do I put those out there? How do I how do I communicate in a way to where it's not going to go over people's heads, but it's also not going to insult them that it connects that it that has that property and that principle? How deliberate is that? Well, okay, there is a there's a skill there, which means it has to be honed and developed. But in terms of, um, we'll say a tendency, if there's any talent I have in the world, right? I don't think I have many, but I think the one that I do have, where I'm like better than the average person with no prior training, and very interested, I love teaching. Of teaching, I love taking my time, and, and one of the things I believe, and, and I, I've talked about this, whether it be teaching friends how to drive, man, wait till you got to teach somebody to drive, man, you got kids, <laughs> you, you gotta, you, you'll find out real quick how neurotic you are. I, I unfortunately, I'm damn near a psychopath, but but it ain't always easy to be that cool. Um, from there, you know, I, I, I tutored for a while and in the sciences and math and then i'm always my writing and everything and, and i gave those diverse examples to show that like it's not just i'm 
you know, speaking my truth or ideas or I'm a teacher like no or in school. Like, no, it's it's all these things. I just I really enjoy it. It's just part of me. And part of teaching, if not the most important part, is you have to be able to take what is in your mind that you've synthesized and put together, you've chunked, and then you have to deconstruct it and get it to people. And you have to get it to them in a way to where they're going to take that information and go, ah, I I get it now. I don't know how I didn't know that. And it's like, it's okay. We're on point now. And they go, good, good learning. Because uh, being a good teacher, the only way you know is if if your students do well, if they take your information, chew on it, whatever. I never got enough Mm. kind of success to work with everyone. I'm like, all right, that's good. So so now that we have that that foundation down, back to the main idea, is it deliberate? Well, sure. But that's a natural part of me. I'm naturally a teacher, and, I, and I'm so happy that I have that because it translates very well uh, to to uh, Twitter and the internet. There, there's a there's a guy on Twitter. He talks about um, just like how extroverts, you know, rule Twitter and everything and the world. And I'm like, you know, whether that's true or not, I will say this: I am. I'm very happy that my frame of reference, the way I think through things and when I want to talk and communicate and get them out there is that I assume that if I'm not understood, I've done something wrong. And I think uh, I think that's a very hard position for people to take, to force themselves to take. And the number of people who take it naturally are likely rare, where it's very, that's very unique that I've learned for people to go, okay, there's a problem. It must be me. And then, to, and then they'll apply that to their communication and then, you know, because to me, it's all about making sure I'm understood. If people don't understand me, I can't get what I want out of the world. In many ways, it's very selfish. But it has an incredibly altruistic and useful and generous effect on the world, positive. So there, there is that. But if there's anything deliberately complex in, in what I do, there, there it is right there is that I'm, I'm very I'm always trying to become a better teacher and at the essence of teaching is communication. You know, I think this is an important point. And I also think that where you are on this spectrum of how much do I have to teach and how patient and willing and capable am I of teaching it, you can see the whole spectrum there on Twitter, on, on any social media, really, and, and I'll use myself as an example. I have a lot of experiences, I have a lot of things to teach, but I also have limited patience. I also have limited willingness <laughs> to, to deconstruct some of the things I'm communicating in a way that will be absorbable by the most amount of people. And, and, and for me, that's sort of a, like a a filtering mechanism or a curation mechanism. I'm speaking in a certain way because I'm speaking to a certain audience. And the audience that I'm speaking to are the people that I'm interested in connecting with for my own personal reasons. And I'm trying to serve. I'm trying to offer something, but I'm not trying to offer it to everybody. I'll, I'll leave that to somebody else. And, that, and that's one of the things, though, that I, that I respect about you and think is remarkable is you're, like I said, you're a smart guy and you have a lot to offer and you also have that inclination like you talked about, it's a part of yourself. 
you have the patience, you have the willingness, you have the capability to take these complex ideas, these important ideas, and, and take them sort of out of the intellectual ether and put them into a package that almost everybody can connect with and, and, and can, if not get the entire message or like the sort of intuitive leaps that are connected to the message, they can travel a little bit on that journey, but they can connect to what Ed's saying. Everybody can connect to what Ed's saying. Your crack jokes, your black <laughs> jokes, but, but you're like, here's how you make your life work reality too. That's it. It's, it's all sort of, everybody can connect to what you're doing. And one of the things that's, I think, important about what you do and, and who you are and the fact that you continue to experience this success and continue to bear the weight of this attention with such sort of uh, grace is the fact that you have not allowed yourself to be sort of stuffed into one location, stuffed into one activity, stuffed into one, uh, you know, lane, and then just sort of driving on that. And I guess I wonder, how have you, how does that interplay work for you? Because last time we talked, you were just getting ready to head out and do some traveling, new chapter in your life. And, and then you've gone and you've done some things and now you've come back and you're experiencing sort of this reset of stability and this new sort of platform or foundation to build from. And I guess I wonder how, how does that process work for you where you think, okay, I'm, I'm saying these things and I'm offering this advice, but I as a person need to continue to develop so that number one, I'm satisfied and happy as a person, but number two, that I have something new to offer, something new to say, something that I can then make available to the people who are counting on me to add to their lives. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't stop growing, right? I don't stop growing. That's the number one thing. I, you know, uh, the moment you, you stop, then by extension, Whatever you were going to deliver to the world stops, maybe not immediately, but if, if you're not gathering more experiences and reflecting, I mean, you're not, it will, what do you, what do you have to compare what you've done to? And then more importantly, or I can make, I guess, of equal importance, uh, what do you have new to to look at and go, okay, uh, this is different. This changed me. This moved me in a certain way. I can see this. I can even I can have this experience because I did the other experience, you know, et cetera. Like, like in other words, what is the gauge of your life without progress? You know, and whatever that progress is, you know, your progress ain't got to look like my progress, and it's it's not going to. But there has to be some progression. Life is movement. I think that's one of the defining, uh, one of the one of the parts of the definition of life, like movement, right? Anyhow, I I'm always trying to get better at, at stuff. And I'm always thinking about how I do it and, and what I've done and and how I can get better and just, you know, taking insights from it. Because those insights help me. I mean, I, I, I say it every so often about, about Twitter. A lot of times what I'm putting out there is a reminder for me or a breakdown of something I thought or did. It's not always, here's some stuff. Like, uh, sorry, well, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> not three years. <laughs> but, um. It's not always, you, you can really see the difference in the way people communicate. I can look at a guy and look what he puts out, and I'm like, 
you're just saying these things like like because they because they sound cool there's a it's like the platitudes they talk about you know it's like a platitude but when i say them like you like and you you can tell there, there's just a even without you could cover up the faces of the writer and never see uh, a thing and maybe you could fake the technique but there are some things it's just you're not interested you wouldn't even know how to fake like it because life doesn't work that way you gather the experience you reflect on it and then you want to put some out there and you can tell you know like like when i coach guys to write on twitter well, I, the first thing i tell them is you know let, let's dig into your experiences let's dig into your perspective let's dig into your insights about what you've done you you know forget just trying to you know guys think you know, if i just copy that platitude it's gonna be great like dude if, if that was the truth everyone would have 124,000 followers <laughs> but they don't and then they're they never will and they would they would have a website as big as mine but they don't and they never will the key here is to always like be be reflecting always be trying to learn from what you've experienced and never stop experiencing you never run out of things to say you'll and you'll never be a boring person you know i ain't touched this damn piano behind me in years but but i but i remember why i got it in the first place because i wanted to to play video game music my girl likes playing the piano so she set it up and uh and so now i'm like oh here's the thing to, to touch and play with <laughs> you know uh, and and another way to work my brain music and though who knows how good I, I will become or devote attention to it, but it's just another thing. And, and maybe, maybe I never tweet about the panel ever, right? But the point is that I've now got some new experience to compare things like chess to, or to compare things like writing to. I mean, it's just there's always stuff to pull from, and in a, in a rich life generally gives you rich experiences. Not generally, actually, always a rich life always gives you rich experiences, and you can't have a rich life if you don't live hmm. you know this resonates with me because I did not participate in social media for most of social media I had a MySpace <laughs> and then I didn't have anything I've never had a Facebook and you ain't missing just, anything no nah, hell no <laughs> I just felt compelled to join Twitter because I thought I, I, I feel like I have some things to share and one of the first things I did is I had the self-awareness to know, man, I've done some shitty things in my life. I've not been a great guy. I feel like I'm a good man now. And the reason I feel like that is because I've earned it, because I know where I was. I know the things I did to get where I am, and I'm glad to be where I am. I'm, I'm proud of who I am. But if I'm going to expose myself to the world in this way, I've seen, you know, before I had ever been on social media, I had seen stories where people had been faking the funk and then they got found out and it's like well this is not i can't i can't do this and so when i when i decided to join one of the first things i did is i had the opportunity to write some articles for other people's websites and, and i communicated in a way it's like look i've done drugs i've been a criminal i've had every addiction known to men i was a bad dude i've been violent i've done all this stuff all right here's here's all my skeletons they're not in a closet. They're hanging in my front room and I'm looking at them closely to learn what I can learn from them. And that's why I'm here because I'm not living this life anymore. I'm living this one. And the distance between here and here is vast. And the things that I had to do to go from here to here are unbelievable to most of you because you've never had this sort of polarity in your life. And that's not to, 
you know, I'm proud of who I am, but I, I just had to live the life that I've lived. But one of the things that I really look out for and try to and try to really get a feel for is how genuine is this person being? How much of themselves are they really sharing here? And I mean, as every writer knows, even if you're writing sort of true to life, the framework that you put it in, the perspective that you take, the way that you communicate the things, the lessons that are inside of your experiences, those are all artistic license. Those are all, th you decide how you're going to portray the facts. There's the facts and then there's a story that you tie into the facts. But are you being a liar? Are you being deceptive? Or are you highlighting the things that are most useful to, to sort of advance the people who are going to come in contact with it? And that's, I, when I first came across you, I, you know, I wasn't necessarily sure. I had to, to kind of take a look at you. And go, <laughs> who, who is this dude and what is he doing? Because I don't want to, you know, I don't want to advocate people or invest my time in people who I feel like are um, just bullshitting me and bullshitting people to, to add to their own advantage. And I'm not against leveraging who you are to your own advancement. Oh yeah, but it's like okay, can I can I add my momentum or my network to this person? And I talked to you the first time. It's a good conversation. There's a lot of cool stuff in there, and you were just getting ready to roll, and now we're here. And the reason I invited you back on is because I have seen you're just being Ed, and and there's a lot to Ed that can add value to other people because you've worked hard, you've been through some shit. And, and then you, you took all those experiences and, and now you've built this life that you're living that's awesome. It's, it's cool to watch you live your life because I'm like, man, this guy's doing all this cool, this guy's having all these cool experiences. And it's fun to watch him because I like him, because I'm behind him, because I support him, because he's really being who he is. And I guess... Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> and I guess, you know, we kind of talked abstractly or, or about the principles behind some of this stuff, but I want to get a little more concrete and... Like I said, you're just getting ready to roll last time we talked. And then, you, you know, you've, you've had some travels, you've had some experiences, you went to Portugal, you've done some things. And I, I wonder some of the things that have stuck out to you during your travels and, and sort of what that, or, or how that has shaped this sort of next uh, evolution of you or these next steps that you're taking. How has how is these new experiences in the travel shaped what you're gonna be doing now? Oh, okay. So that that's a, a great question because probably probably some stuff that, that you might expect and then some stuff that you won't, but so let's let's hop right into it. So so first on on a on a total positive, like the the, the biggest thing it made me appreciate is just how interesting and great like my life is. Like like I'm really happy that I was born and went through these things. And but yeah, I mean, happy I was born and then born when I was born. And, and that, that gives me a unique kind of timing point, not, not too old, but not too young right there on the, on the cusp when social media is big that I've got like a, a life and experiences that I can work with. And, and that really, you know, that, that allowed me to be in a position to make one of them, to make money remotely and, and doing that and doing so I could be, you know, I got to live a lot like, dude, I could go to sleep at night and with my windows open, at least in Lisbon, uh, my, my, the first place and hear the, 
and hear the the ocean wake up man hear the seagulls like that was crazy like like and i'm a kid from the projects man like inner city ghetto and and i've always had aspirations but to like go and live and see it it's like there's like what is what is possible anything's possible and have a good life you know and you you realize you know you have the right person in your life because you know for five months six months pretty much her and i were like the only not the only people like like you know i, I knew some people in lisbon or some people or rather some people knew i was there that's one of the cool things about having such a wide audience is that you just you know talk all where you are enough and somebody goes hey hey you're in lisbon i'd love to get a coffee with you like i think i met four different people who i'd never met before but they all knew me from online and then a friend who happened to be over in Lisbon as well. And then somebody was flying through and visited like, like just awesome stuff in that, that regard. Uh, and Porto is the first place uh, I got like straight recognized. And they were like, Hey, I know you, I didn't know you were like, I knew you were here, but I didn't want to like bother you. I was like, Oh, cool. So, so that was a really cool experience. Really, really good. Uh, the negative of it is, is I realized that I don't want, I like, like okay, so so I, I kind of have a baseline for how much money I like to make, and and that forced me to reconcile that I need to probably care about money a little more. So I'm not working. I worked a little more than I wanted to work while I was over there. Um, and and then when you know what the what what I was doing, you know, on the on the different time zones, that's cool. But what. And it never really feels like work until you want to do something else. And until that point in my life, it hadn't really felt like work what I was doing. So that changed my whole mindset. Now I'm like, all right, uh, over the over the course of the next uh, few months, I'm switching everything to a to a membership or a high price model. So I work with fewer people, and and there's a more a greater recurring revenue stream. And it's the kind of wall. It's the, kind, it's the kind of change I don't think I would have made if I wasn't there just thinking like, yo, this sucks. Like, I have to do this work and it's distracting me. Uh, I'm not picking where I want to be. I'm not picking where I want to go. Because because for me, the whole purpose of money is is to not have to think about money. Right. That That's pretty much it. Uh, well, I know that, that that's how I gauge the inflection points in my life. First, it was I don't have to think about food. And that's a great one where you can say, oh, I can just go eat, you know. Then it was, I don't have to think about my vehicle within reason. Like, I'm not buying Porsches and shit. But, like, I don't, don't think about my car. I mean, it, I own it, bought it. It's not an issue. And it's a nice car. It's, it's a Cadillac CTS, man. It's a nice car. <laughs> um, and then it was, I don't really like where I live now. I Like, I really like where I live now. I'm I'm gonna say like one A. I don't have to think about rent here. And then the next thing will be like when I have and I don't have to worry about mortgage. Like I won't get a house until that point. But I I know that to have that I need to work a certain amount of hours. But I know that that's inefficient. And I wouldn't have realized how inefficient it was until I was someplace where all I like do I it was up to me. And then it will be up to me. Like and the cool thing is like all I got to do you know I, I should be married to, to her now but i'm not but i but now you know i just gotta get married and I, then i can go to europe you know because she's she's european right now i'm not letting americans in but they won't but, but portugal will not separate someone from their uh from their spouse 
I think I mean, I think that's all of Europe, but whatever. Uh, that is where, but Portugal went over sure, and then once you're in the EU, then it's open borders and shit. So, so, but but when it when it comes down to like, okay, when it starts looking like you know, the Americans ain't gonna be allowed to go over there, or whatever, then then I'll go and have a good time and just just see the world. And I, and on top of that, it's really it's really shaped what I want. Like I know that. I don't want to be completely away, but I don't want to be forced to always be here. You know, I started to miss miss my long-term friends here because this is the life I built and grew up with. It's not like it's not like I'm some kid in his twenties who, who built his formative years um, living the, the the digital nomad life. Like, nah, man, I got like like real friends and family in life <laughs> here, and and I just I'm not gonna ever just be able to detach from. With that said, you know it is really awesome. Like, I don't think people realize how much of a raw deal we have in the United States. Like, all you have to just seeing how they do it in Europe, you know, or, or go spend, the, I spent a lot of time in Canada, uh, and and they just have a different system. Like, like well, a big thing, healthcare. It's one thing to hear about it, right? Oh, you know, different healthcare, socialized medicine, whatever. It's one thing to hear about it. It's a totally different thing. On my birth, on my birthday, when I turned thirty-five, and I was in, we were in Portugal, and I had to go to the ER. I, I was just, I was sick. We had just moved up to Portugal from Lisbon. I was sick for like four days. wasn't getting better. My fever was like one hundred three point nine, which was, which is like some danger zone shit. So we went, we canceled. We were going to go on a boat for my birthday and everything. We canceled and went to the ER. Spent the ER in the hospital, in the public hospital at that, which I didn't even know that was a difference. But in, in Europe, there's a difference between the public and private hospital. I'm not like America, where it's all the same. They took care of me, man. They put the IVs in me, held me right up, got my fever down, all that shit. Get the total cost for this bill and the ER, medicine and everything, $150. Like, what? That's like, whenever I tell that story to Americans, they're shocked. And I'm like, that's regular life, man. They, they were worried it was too expensive. They were like, are you going to be good? I'm like, no, 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 no. I'll pay that right here and we're all good. Just just, <laughs> just, just let it go. Uh, the food, high, high quality. There's no such thing as organic because it's all organic, man. <laughs> like all, all the eggs were brown with the hard shells and the deep orange yolk, man. It was great. Uh, chickens were good, delicious. Fish, delicious. All, all great cooked and didn't cost that much. You know, you live like a king and and it's a high quality life. You know, people spoke English, not as much. I mean, you still got to know Portuguese, especially uh, when you're outside of uh, Lisbon or Porto. Uh, you got to know that shit. Or no, no, <laughs> you got to know it. But no, other than that, uh, nah, man, I, I just had a, had a great time. Really got even closer to my, my girlfriend because we, we spent, I mean, we, we, we spent a lot of time around each other already. And, and it's cool to let this be a lesson for any guys listening. You got to make sure you find somebody you like because you want like you want the, the, the lust is going to wear off eventually. You know, uh, ideally you stay attractive, but like the, the fog is going to go away and you got to, you know, you got to spend time with this motherfucker and you got to sit there and be like, <laughs> huh? And then you're going to be sitting there going, man, I have a good time with you. Or somebody like, man, I just don't open your mouth. It's so dumb. And I'm, I'm so fortunate <laughs> that I don't have, I, I have the, the former, like somebody I, I just like hanging out with. We have the same, very simple, similar enough interest to where 
it's an enjoyable time. I, I look forward to it. And so, like, there'll be times, you know, we work, like, like even now, like, we both work from home now. Uh, and, and, you know, I work in my office all day or whatever and then go hang out in the evening because you know, I like that person. And, you know, we had already knew that, but being in Portugal reinforced that. And I was just like, oh, okay, this is, you know, I found a, a good match and all is well. So, yeah, uh, that's the... That's the, 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 those are the two really big things that change is one kind of the trajectory of everything I'm doing with my, my business. I put that in air quotes. Cause I mean, I, I technically am a business on like to the IRS. I got you know, I pay taxes like a business. I'm an employee of my company, like a business, but, um, I, I wouldn't say I'm a business dude. Like I know the principles enough to, I don't get take advantage of them, but, um, uh, that really changed what I'm going to do. I'm going to try and make, I'm, I'm going to try something that's very challenging, but it's not impossible. I'm going to try and build on my, my personal branding, but take myself out of the mix as you know, and, and do not necessarily less, but divest more and trust more in some people around me to really uh, help me get to the next level. I look. I mean, at this point, I'm willing to. I'm not. I'm not going to take a pay cut. That's the other thing too. Is like and do it without a pay cut. So like, uh, looking forward to that. Uh, also looking forward to just being around the world more. Uh, really set and really let me know how I want to live my life going forward in general. Uh, likely going to never grab. Well, no, I'll grab citizenship somewhere else. You want to be. Uh, you want to get as many passports and driver's licenses as you can. Uh, but I'd like to be able to, you know, come here and not have to go through getting a place, renting and signing the lease. So, so you know, buying property is going to be up in the next 12 to 18 months here and overseas. And that makes, you know, makes my life easier to just move back and forth uh, and, and also just reinforce the, the gratitude uh, because, because like I said, I say, man, I never forget how how fortunate I am. Like, like I, I, I worked very difficult. I mean, I worked very hard, but there are a lot of things I don't have control over, and I never forget that I'm I'm lucky, man. Hmm. There's a lot in there. There's a lot to what you just. <laughs> <laughs> and as I as I was sitting back listening to you. I was, uh, number one, I was just sort of absorbing what you're saying and listening and everything, but I always try when I'm listening to somebody to connect. And one of the things that, that sort of, outside of the experience and sort of a, like a, like the way things work type of thing was, I'm listening to you and it's like, okay, well, Ed's ahead of me on a whole bunch of this stuff in his life. And I have my own things and, that, and that's cool. And I'm not an envious guy. And when I see somebody succeeding, I just love it. Especially if they're being genuine. But one of the things I've noticed and I've communicated and it continues to be true no matter how successful the person I'm listening to or talking to is, there are these moments, there are these, you know, you're at a paradigm. You're at your certain level of understanding. And there's a border between where you're at now and this paradigm, where the world looks totally different and the rules are different and, it, and it's a totally different landscape. And it doesn't mean you changed where you live 
or who you are or whatever, it just means that you've gained enough knowledge or experience or you've walked along a certain path that you now, this the world looks different. But between here and here, there's this little gap. And this gap is turbulence. And it's sort of a test of a person's commitment to whether or not they're going to continue to push in a certain direction. And I like that that's built into the sort of fabric of reality. It's like, okay, you're here and you want to go here. Are you sure? Because we're going to throw some shit at you. And we're going to see if you're really committed because there's going to be some obstacles that you're going to have to overcome in order for you to reach this new sort of peak and look out at the, at the view from the top of here. And, and let's not forget that there's another peak right here. But if you're willing to get to this one, are you really willing? Because the world's going to look different. You're going to have more opportunity. But hand in hand with that is more responsibility. Those two things are sort of inexorably tied together. You can't have one without the other. And as you were talking about, okay, well, I like this experience of travel, but I also like this. Um, I have a family and I have friends and I have this life that I have built here that I'm not just going to walk away from. Uh, but I want to be able to be able to have the freedom to move between these different zones in my life. Um, oh, and, and by the way, not for nothing, but uh, I am a minister in the Universal Life Church, and I've performed two weddings so far. So if you... Oh, no so kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, that's neither here nor there. But I guess what I'm getting at here is there seem to be these universal principles that dictate the amount of success a person will have. And part of that is the commitment and alignment to the thing that they've actually chosen. And, and now you've reached this level where, from, from what I heard you talking about, there are things that you've experienced and done in the past couple of years that weren't even on the menu, weren't even in the imagination from Ed 10 years ago to Ed right now. It was just like, a, you know, I want to be able to make sure I don't have to worry about eating. So now you're thinking, yeah. <laughs> well, I want to make sure that I don't have to worry about not being able to go all over the world. I want to travel Europe and I want to come to the U.S. and I don't want hiccups and I want to um, have the freedom to be able to do these things. And that's the thing that you're worrying about now. And I, I think the thing that I'm, I want to, part of this podcast is offering things to people that will help them become more of who they want to be. And and I guess I wonder, this journey that you've been on is remarkable and not everybody's going to take a similar journey. Not everybody has the tools, not everybody has the willingness or the dedication, but it doesn't have to be like that. It could just be maybe not worrying about food or, or having a home for your family or some of these things that are important to almost everybody that seem to be a struggle for almost everybody. And I, I wonder kind of from your experience of this remarkable life that you've been living and that you're grateful to have, but what, you know, like what is the, what is the platform of all that that you think maybe is sort of, what are the places people can build from that are close to universal? That the people who are listening to this are not thinking, you know, I'm, I don't need to necessarily travel all over Europe and have an online persona that pays me really well. I just, you know, I'm a welder and I have a home, and but I want to be more successful at being a welder and having a home and being the dude that I am. What are those, I mean, what are the things that you have seen through your experience that sort of are most universal at adding value or adding capacity to people's lives? Intentionality, man. If you, 
it doesn't matter what you do and it doesn't matter well i guess it does matter why you do it but it definitely <laughs> it definitely doesn't matter what you do well what matters most is that you do it to the best of your ability and in a in a way that contributes to whatever your goal is and you have to be honest about what you want you know you got guys who who think they want they want to travel the world and the reality is then they they might want it just a good girl and and a home and some kids like you know you're going to be chasing this and this is what you really wanted the whole time and it's going to be feel like you'll never feel happy because you're not getting what you really want um and that's just a, just an example. There are some there are some guys, you know. I think everybody like wants a lot of money, but but there are some people who just um, are built to, or rather, not built, whether it be for the risk profile or work style. They are not built for self employment. They're never going to feel comfortable in this in this kind of jungle. Because that's what it is. This is freaking jungle, man. Like like why don't we get out there and move and groove? Uh, the bills keep coming, but but you know what? There, there's no there's no paycheck that's gonna come no matter what. You know, likewise, some guys that that guaranteed life drives them mad. But the important thing is to figure out what life, uh, what what life works for you. And there are multiple ways to get the kind of life you want. But if you don't even know what that looks like, um, you're gonna be making a lot of wrong decisions, and you're not gonna be happy. And it's gonna be very difficult for you to live intentionally. Because your intention is always going to take you opposite of where you are currently if that is not where you want to be. Okay, so figure out one, what type of life you want Two, then then, you know, then you can start doing things that that work for you. Look, uh, like, like we were saying, not everybody's going to go build some persona. That's cool. There's a bunch of other ways to be happy. This is the way I found happiness. I don't know how you're gonna find like, like to be completely. People forget. I'm I'm cool with a bunch of guys and and the, the you know bunch of masculine dudes, different levels. Some of some of these dudes then chose the life of the playboy, making a bunch of money, and just just no no real responsibility to a family. Other end, you got guys with five six kids and loving it, man. They're their dad life, team dad all the way. Both of these guys are happy, or both of them, but they, but they pursued what they wanted, you know, and and that is where I think before we, you know, before I can tell you, uh, make sure you just, you know, be happy where you're at. Make sure you're happy where you're at. Well, once you do that, then you know we we start talking te- talking technique. It's like okay, but but it won't matter because you're gonna work as hard as you could work because you're where you want to be and never forget, you know, work. I, I think, I think we forget that there, that there's no real pleasant way to change that you won't have to bust your ass. But so you got to make sure it's in, in something that you're really happy to bust your ass at. Like, like, for example, man, like, like I remember, that's when I knew boxing was like going to be, be no more thing. And I, I just wasn't, I wasn't fired up to, for that kind of hurt anymore. Like, like I was like, okay, this is this is crazy, you know. That that's not to say I couldn't yeah, I couldn't keep fighting whatever, but but you got to be fired up likewise. If if you are if you hate your job, why would you work harder to to, to have more to, to have more from it? Like th- those two goals aren't gonna work. Like like, try, like 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 if I tell you like if your boss says 
says, yo, are you got you know, man, says, start, start putting 60 hours a week, and man, stop busting your ass, and pr- you'll be president, man, you'll be making 250 a year, uh, and, and have, a, and work from home, whatever, why would you work there, like, like, why would you put yourself in a position to make 250 a year doing something you hate, like, you, you won't do it, you'll always be sneaky, you'll endure, do a bad job, I mean, and so, so get where you want to be, start, start chasing the life you want to live, in fact, I'll answer your question with, with, with a rephrase, man. Uh, I can't. No one can. No one can give you the secret to to having a having a real happy, intentional life. If you are not where you want to be, and you're not chasing what you want, once you got that on lock, you'll find it yourself, man. Like, like, like you. In fact, you'll forget that you even were wondering that because life is going to be so fulfilling. It never ceases to amaze me how in alignment every successful person I talk to is with the idea that you have to be in alignment with what you're doing to make it work for you. It's people ask the question, why, why do evil people succeed? And it's like, well, because they're evil. They're good with that. You know, and I think, you know, the good people, just people, good people, the people out there who are, they're not evil, they're not super geniuses, uh, they're not compelled by some like prophetic religious vision from God to create something. They're just living a life and they want to do the best they can. It's hard, it's hard sometimes to maybe give yourself permission, permission or, or feel like you have the right to claim these awesome things in your life but this what you were just talking about to me just it's it's all about alignment it's like okay well who are you as a person you can change that to a certain degree but at a certain point there are things about you that have been with you since you were born and they're going to be with you until the worms start to eat there are things you can change and everything but who are you as a person what does that mean in the world that you live in what can you do how can you be happy and look from my own experience i i'm a worker man i work and i work and i work it's just part of who i am i like to work i get a lot of self-respect and satisfaction from applying effort to the things that i'm doing but that will only get you so far if you hate the things that you're doing it doesn't matter like you know, I've had a lot of different jobs and I've always come to a point in the, in the jobs where I ask myself, okay, I'm good at this now. I'm as good as anybody at it that I work with or that I've seen around. I'm good at it. Does that matter to me? Would I, am I good doing this for 20 years? Even if I level up, you know, if I, if I move to the next position up in the chain of this hierarchy, what does that look like? Does that look like now I'm just um, helping people do this thing that I don't care about or I'm <laughs> selling this thing that I don't care about? And then I have to make a change. Uh, and part of the thing for me is I, I have to feel like what I'm doing matters to me and to the people who I'm doing it for. That there's this, there's this exchange of um, consequence that my effort is going to be appreciated and matters to the person who I'm applying that effort to and 
there's a tricky part in all of this though, which is, you know, the the kitchen still has to be run. The garbage still has to be taken right. out. The, you know, the, the framing still has to be done on the homes and all these kinds of things. And I think there's, there's this balance for people where self-respect will make you do a good job at whatever you're doing. But self-respect will also demand of you that you move into a place where you feel like what you're doing is worth the time that you're spending at it. And I guess I wonder, look, man, there's, there's, there's a million people like you and there's a billion people not like you kind of a thing. What, how do you reconcile the gap between shit just needs to get done and some of it's not glorious <laughs> and then, and then, you know, live your best life and be aligned with who you are and, and make sure that you're, that you're meeting the, the dictates of, you know, the essence of your being. How do you sort of parse that out in a way that people can, when they listen to you will go, well, I, I feel like I feel like I, got something look <laughs> you know I, I don't remember who said it but it's it's like you know every everything has a a negative or undesirable component you have to decide if that undesirable component is is not so bad for you right um, but because look, man, I'll t there, there's nothing worth having that's going to be always fun and easy, right? Uh, in fact, most of the process to get it is going to be downright uh, unenjoyable for most people. But if you are in a position to where it is at the very least not that bad, uh, you 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 tend to be okay, right? So all these things have to be done. Um, and that, that's just like in the pursuit of your thing, but in the pursuit of like your life in general, I'm, I'm not of the belief that like the people are supposed to be happy. I think happiness is, is, is cool. Right. Um, <laughs> certainly, certainly one of those things that's really nice to like experience occasionally. But the point of life is, is not happiness. The point of life is, you know, from a very, from a mechanical standpoint is reproduction and survival from a spiritual standpoint, uh, you know, connection from from a uh, or, or from a connection is is oversimplifying the idea, but but if I was to be more precise, I would say to to view your fellow man as as you view yourself, and for you to view everything, all of you, as as on level with God, right? That's that's how I would, I would put that, and and I think that it's important for people to remember that as long as you're doing what it takes for you to have a, a solid physical existence, which is, you know, seek comfort and seek people and, and improve yourself and also gives you a solid spiritual foundation, you know, get, give back, not think highly, not think more highly of yourself than other humans, uh, try and leave the place that the physical world you enter better than when you left it. These, I mean, these are just, just principles that I believe, obviously you can't prove them, but these are principles I believe that, that are important for the, 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 the point of life is um, if you follow those, you will, you will be happy sometimes. 
you're going to be unhappy other times. But imagine if we changed our behavior just because it wasn't happy, right? Uh, just, just because it didn't make us feel good. Uh, well, no, shit, man, people would abandon kids. Like, they, they never work. <laughs> they never do anything because, because no part of life, most parts of life aren't happy. Happiness, if, if life is a song, happiness are like is the space in between the notes. And people don't realize that most of the song is like, you know, the notes playing, not the, the notes between. Every now and then you get a rest and it's like, wow, okay, this is cool. But then you get, you, you get bored anyway, right? It's just a byproduct. It's not it's not the goal. And so when you remember that, that you feeling good ain't really the goal, um, then you start doing things that actually will make you feel good. We, we feel like, think about the things that make you feel, feel great when you, when someone close to you succeeds and you're able to help them and you sacrifice and you see the result in that of that in their life or you make a sacrifice of your time and energy and you see the results of that in your personal life when you work very hard and you're exhausted and you think you're going to fail but you come through all of these things you know very few people's idea of real contentment if, if anyone's really is just ah doing nothing right or our life being one constant high even crackheads come down like that's not <laughs> point you, you can't stay high you can't stay high and happy all the time so to chase that is a fool's fool's goal i think that's how people get hooked on drugs man thinking that like that's possible to, to always feel good and run away from from the bad and it's like don't really work that way. Like, like I think about that, you know, about about drinking. You know, for me, I was like, let me let me figure out a way to be to be cool and happy all the time. And then what you realize is not only is it not possible, but you tried to break a law of the universe. You're gonna pay for that shit, right? And then one of those laws, <laughs> you know, people ain't really supposed to be happy. Uh, certainly not all the time. And there's usually a kickback on that. But that was like like some some philosophy uh, mixed in there, but but the main idea, back to the original question, is is to remember that that ain't you know you ain't never gonna be happy, and if you are think take it take take it as a surprise right, much better to aim to be useful, much better to aim to be valuable, and much better to aim to be uh, useful valuable. What's what's a good word for this? Uh, a contributor. If you improve, I'm, I'm, I'm big on those things. Be a contributor, be useful, be valuable, uh, and and you're not gonna think about that. Now it's up to you to figure out like which ways you would feel comfortable. Look, man, not everybody wants to volunteer, just like not everybody wants to to have kids. But some motherfuckers, man, they they'll sit there and they they will they will uh, clean up, man. Like like they will really uh, they will campaign for social justice. Some of us were out there doing work, for, you know. We're trying to build a better family unit so the the people at school ain't got to deal with our messed up kids and take that garbage home uh to them everybody has a different way to contribute and in no way is better than the other so would you say then that um maybe like suffering is sort of a currency oh absolutely Pay, you got to make sure you that whatever you're buying with that currency makes the suffering worth having dealt with so that the, these moments of um, satisfaction and, and being of value and the happiness that you experience. Like, I, I, you know, you brought up having a family and kids suck sometimes so bad. 
They're just they're, <laughs> as, as much as I love, I love being a dad. Father is the greatest title I have. And I love my kids and they're great and they're amazing and they're cute and they're funny, but they're also fucking annoying. I just sometimes like, <laughs> just go away from me right now. I don't even want to look at you. You're being so just, I, I can't, I can't believe you're being so dumb. Especially as smart as you are, I can't. I can't believe you're being so dumb. I don't. I, I can't even look at you. Go away from me. And and that's a deep suffering because I I love this person. And then I look at him and I look at him do this thing and I'm like, just stop it. I'm trying. I'm trying to communicate to you that if you keep doing this, it's going to ruin your entire life. And I know because I've been there. I have the experience. Trust me. Just stop doing this. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't, I can't. Okay, I, I guess I need to take a break. I'll be back. I'm going to go take a walk because I can't even look at you. And this, this house is small enough that I can't get <laughs> it. But at the same time, there are those moments. Maybe I'm in the mountains with my kids and I see my kid have this moment of fear. Can I jump across this log? Or maybe it's a moment of self-doubt. Like, man... We've been hiking for four hours right now. Can I take another step? I'm feeling tired and I feel like punking out. And you've been there with them before. And the answer to that question was I'm going to punk out or I'm not going to jump across this log. And then you see who they are as a person develop enough. Their ability to choose in to the thing that they've committed to enough. They jump across the log. They keep going. And you go, okay, this moment right here, this is... This, this is why I'm alive. Everything that I am and everything that I've experienced leads up to this person being able to take that next step. And, it, and it total, in that moment, everything, all the suffering, all the annoyance, all the anger, all the frustration, it melts away. And you can't help, you know, meditation tries to get you into the moment. But in that moment, you can't help but be in that moment because it's so powerful and impactful that there's nothing else but you being just sort of spellbound by the fact that this person who you brought into the world and was just this helpless blob is now a person who had some doubt <laughs> and then through the things that you taught them overcame that doubt and took that next step and 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 what I'm trying to say with all of that is just that that's why I asked you that question people got to do what they got to do it's not like you're going to Go from being Jim the plumber to Jim the sort of like worldwide sensation and revolutionary thought leader. There's only a handful of those people in the world at any given time, and you're probably not one of them. And you probably already know that. So how do you reconcile <laughs> yourself with that and, and still be good with who you are and everything? And and it's it's easy to forget how important those moments are, and then to forget to do the things that lead to that moment. Because in order to have that moment with my kids, I got to go. I got to take them. I got to get off my ass and I got to go and I got to be prepared to mm -hmm. lead them and I got to have the wisdom and experience within me to guide them and I have to have the willingness to accept that they're going to fail and I have to continue to help them grow. And, you know, you're in a position now where you are as weird as, weird as it even is to say it. I'm sure it's way even weirder to be it, but you're like a father figure to a hundred thousand people, man. Yeah, I don't know how to happen, but uh, I guess it's just a natural result of of putting your information out there and and willing wanting to help. 
wanting to give back. I talk about that all the time. The the you know, and you do it with your your kids. You got to live a life, and you have accumulated all of this this wisdom, and you continue to 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 continue to and reflect on it. And now your job is to like raise this person so that they want so they don't need you. They can go off and exist and function. And and in many ways, man, that is that is that's paying it forward and paying it back. Why well, don't I don't have kids, you know, right now? I'll probably you'll probably have some later. Who knows, right? Who knows the future holds in that regard? But but right now, I, I guess a similar process occurs is that I'm taking what I've gone through and and what I've learned and what I think is is the way to live, right? It's just my opinion. Whatever, right but but i guess you know that's what you're raising your, your kids on as well i mean like beyond certain norms like you know don't kill anybody uh you're pretty much raising them with what you think is the best way and the best opinion and I hope they take those values now they're not going to take them perfectly no more than someone takes what i say or think perfectly and they shouldn't either um but but if they get something from me, um, then, you know, the difference is, is that, you know, you, your emotional bond with your children is a lot greater. You know, if, if they mess up, you're probably going to be like, oh, shit. Right. Uh, me, I'm just going to be like, oh, shit. Wow. You know, <laughs> that, that's, that's kind of the difference. And well, but the process is the same. And I, and I, 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 I look at it that way. Or at least I look at myself as, as a person. Uh, some days I oscillate. Some days I'm just like, man, just let me be my, just let me be me, man, and say crazy shit. But and I remember, well, I guess I still am anyway. Uh, and I'm and I'm also doing other things. But but you know, like right now, hopefully this doesn't change. Right now, I don't really feel that kind of like I don't like I don't feel anyone trying to exert their their will on me. You know, hmm. who's to say they won't ever try? But here we are, and hopefully, you know, they don't. <laughs> well, I have, I have maybe just like one sort of random tangent to hit you up with, and and then I think we can start to wrap this up. I want to respect. Alrighty. By the way, I've done a, a few seven day fasts, and when you hit that day four. Um, I'll be I'll be interested to see because <laughs> the first three days are pretty rough, but that day four kicks you into uh, full, like full on spiritual mode, and and stuff comes out that's pretty incredible. But okay, the the one sort of tangential thing I want to just ask you about is there's this book out there. I've read it. Most of the people in sort of the broader, maybe sort of masculine self-improvement sphere have read it or are reading it. And it's not an easy book to read. And there's some stuff in there that makes it particularly hard for a guy like you to read. And the book is Sanction. And ah. I, Roman is my friend. And, and Roman is sort of on hiatus from... Okay, so I'm not crazy. Life. I was like, yeah, because normally when I, when, I, when I share stuff from the book, uh, he retweets it, and I, re- I realized that he hadn't. I was like, "All right, cool." Uh, but okay, so he's on hiatus from social media. Yeah, I, 
a guy who writes a book like that might run into some things that maybe he needs to take a look at. But the point is, that book is brutal to the mentality of anybody who reads it. It's, it's hard to read that book. Yeah, There's a lot yeah. of shit in there that, you know, Roman, the first time I talked to him, I was like, I don't know about some of this shit, man. He's like, good, I don't want you to know. I, you, I want you to push back this, this point. And I guess I wonder, you know, you retweeted that book a whole bunch of times, quotes from it, and you've said, you know, like, man, every, time, every page I read from this book, I just want to quote the whole thing. And I, I guess I just wonder how, how is it that I imagine with a bunch of the like racist themes and stuff in that book, you're kind of forced to confront whether or not you want to keep reading the book. And, and there's, there's more beyond that, but just, I, I guess I'm just curious, like, a, how is it, how have you continued to, like, what is the, what is the reason, I guess, or the value that you found that helps you to continue to read through the book, even though maybe there's some stuff on the face of it that would say, well, I got like, yeah, I shouldn't read this book. Uh, no, man, you know, that is not how I respond to things. That is, you know, so it's so, okay. So I read, first of all, let me say, I'm not, I mean, like, I, like, I, you know, I, I've, you know, talked to him and everything. I don't, I have no reason to believe that he's racist, right? That maybe he is, but like, I've got no reason to believe that so far based on my interactions with him, all right? So, so I'm, I just look at it like I look at any other piece of art. Think of it this way. That, that for me to look at the book and, and be like, oh man, this is crazy. Uh, this is not to, to make a point. And there are several points that like, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta read and make sure you get them. Um, be like looking at watching the Tarantino movie and flipping out because he's got some characters dropping an bombs, and I'm like, mm. you meant like, like you're absolutely missing the point. If they're like, if that's what you focus on, you're absolutely missing the point. You know, it, it's it's an artistic device to make a larger point. You know, it ain't now. Now I'm not gonna sit there and say it's quite on like the level of the. Uh, the satire that is Huckleberry Finn, for example, where you're like, oh, okay. But but think about it, even to make that point, if you didn't know any better, like let's let's pretend today's woke mentality kids, you know, picked up <laughs> Huck Finn, they wouldn't realize that it's that is satire of of slavery. They would just think is this, you know, we gotta cancel. In fact, if I remember correctly, they did like ban that book from schools for a little while, but like you're missing a point, you know? <laughs> and the point is, um, the point is that there are terrible things in the world and you, the only way you can confront and deal with them is, is to kind of look them in the face and then deal with them. Now, now that's still hard for a lot of people. So you got to do the next best thing, which is put it in art. I think when you put things in art and entertainment, you can, well, you used to be, you know, I'm, I'm kind of worried about where we're heading or really where we are. Fuck, fuck heading. We're here now. Um, you kind of have to go, okay, uh, 
this is how we're going to discuss this. This is how we're going to deal with this. This is how I'm going to get people to look in and, and you know, check out this story. Because, because if, you, if you can't do that, uh, you, you, I think you run into something far worse and we're, we're seeing it now. Um, you lose the ability to talk about it. Like, like if people get pissed off, whatever, right? But when you can't talk about it, now you've moved into something very dangerous. You've moved into uh, the very antithesis of the idea that this country was built on. That you can, like, you know, say things. And now, now look, if somebody wants to knock you out, right, but they got to deal with those consequences too, okay? Uh, but if you but well, you should be able to to speak freely and talk about what you want to talk about and to make certain points and i think after some point i, I think after if there's some ways because because for the record like i'm i'm, I'm just now like getting at some of the stuff in the book i was like huh because oh, somebody messaged me i was like you know i kind of read it here and there i'm not like because it's a long book man like yeah, uh yeah. <laughs> in fact i actually bought my my physical versions and i'm just like shocked I was like wow no so like i like i'm about 30 percent of the way through uh on, on kindle and it's like it shows you exactly what the percentage is right and, and just now it's moving to some stuff and i was like wow okay i can see that but i didn't take it as that i just took it as a character in the, in the book to uh, in the large in lieu of like here's like the hard parts of life and here's how we're going to do it to me it's no different than like uh the one dude, uh, what the hell is his name? And then the, uh, the the governor with the two hoes, man. Like, like to me, right? The, the, that's more things you're not allowed to talk about, right? Yeah. Uh, you, you can't really, you, you can't really drop those ideas. Uh, but but there's a lot to be to be discussed there about like you know, how how are alpha men and how do they behave? You know, some of these motherfuckers is racist. Some of them uh womanizers. Some of them are, are good holy cats that are trying to do the right thing. It it, it really just um, that's why I don't have an issue with it because it, it really just portrays a character. Now, I say this, I, like I said, I got no reason to think the think think the author is actually you know some type of you know uh, neo Nazi or whatever, something like that. I have no reason to think that, right? But but if I, if I met him and he was you know the fucking swastikas on the walls and shit, I'd be like, all right, man, like like now I have to now I got to come back and reconsider my position. But but I don't I I just I just have no reason to, to to think it's anything like that. I think it's just artistic, you know. Really, like I said, the way I look at when Tar- the way Tarantino handles racism, and they're like, "Is Tarantino racist?" And Samuel Jackson is like, "Are you fucking kidding?" Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, he made Django and Chain. God damn it! Like, come on. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, well, look, man. I, the reason that I brought that up here at the end of the conversation is. Um, there's an art to what you do. There's an art to what I do. Um, but there are these truths that are built into the things that we're trying to give to the people who are absorbing them. It's not like I have to catch your attention in order for you to be able to have access to this thing. And the way that I do that, maybe it's maybe it's smashing you in the face with the sledgehammer, or, or like, you know, yeah. maybe it's maybe it's distracting you from something or. And the reason that I brought that up is just because you're a positive dude making a positive impact in the world and you're living a cool life. I like to feel like I'm doing the same in my own way. And, but there are a lot of people out there who are trying to make an impact in the world without 
necessarily embracing everything that life is and has to offer. And when you run into something like that, that forces you to confront your own beliefs and your own ideas and, and you have to contend with them, whether it's that or the Bible is a great example of that too. You know, it's like, is there really a clear cut answer to some of these situations or are you just supposed to contend with these ideas and then come out the other end with a little more wisdom and maybe made a choice for yourself? And, and I think during the course of this conversation, much of what you tweet, much of what you put out there is, is sort of that. It's like, look, man, life's going to happen. Life's, life's happening all the time. It's going to come at you and some of it's going to suck ass. Some of it's going to be cool, but most of it probably is going to suck ass. And what are you going to do about that? Are you going to give up? Are you going to blame everybody? Are you going to just, you know, look for ways around the fact that it sucks or are you just going to deal with it and then um, really appreciate the fact that you have these things on the other side that are awesome because you know that you dealt with this stuff. It's not hanging over your head. It's not waiting for you to bite your ass because you left it you know, um, hidden in some dark corner waiting to come out and get you again. You, you've confronted it. You dealt with it. You're cool. And now this stuff becomes all the, all the easier to enjoy. And the opportunities open up because you, you dealt with the obstacles and problems that were presented to you. And, and in that light, and in the light of the fact that um, we need to make this the tail end of the conversation, this podcast is a lot for me. I get a chance to talk to cool people like you who are doing interesting things and I get to talk to you and it's neat for me. But the reason that it's a podcast and not just like I'm trying to call you up on the phone and be like, yo, Ed, what are you doing? <laughs> is, is then I get to offer it to people and, and, and I add value to the world. And, and sort of in that framework, I guess I wonder, people listen to this podcast, they listen to your experiences, they listen to your message, but if they walk out of here, it's, you know, we're 90 minutes in. What's the one thing or two things or, you know, what's, what's the thing that you hope they'll stick with, that they'll take away from this and that they'll walk out of the world with that piece of them inside of them to make sure that this time that you spent with me hasn't just been about you and I talking, but it's made a a sort of a ripple in the, in the pond of the world. Um, I hope people take away uh, from this particular conversation. I really like the idea that we explored that I always try and get through the people that that it's not really the universe's job to make you happy, but you, when you make it your job to be productive and to live in accordance with the principles of the universe, uh, you may find a shred of happiness, but in the meantime, focus on being productive and contributing to the world. As weird as this is going to sound, perhaps even counterintuitive, focus on making others around you happy at the very least make sure that they're proud to know you if you do that if you live in a way that make that fosters that attitude and 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 makes people look at you uh with with a sense of respect you may find yourself happier more often than not when you do get down you will rebound faster when things happen you'll be more resilient and you will always be in a position to where the universe or the people in it will likely be able to lend a helping hand and in doing so strengthen your your position in the community and your sense of bonding uh, to other people which is what life is all about in my opinion the people and making yourself as resistant to the negative influences and the stresses in it as possible man 
I can get behind that message. That's a, just want to throw my weight, whatever it is to you audience behind that message. It's important. It's the message I've been trying to communicate this whole time. So look at it. I appreciate you taking the time to come on here and to share your thoughts and your wisdom with me and with the audience. And I'm no glad problem. that you're succeeding. I'm glad that you have this life that you have uh, because you're, you're sharing sort of the treasures that it brings about with the rest of us. And, um, Unless there's anything you feel like uh, you want to get out there, I'm good. Oh, no problem, man. Well, thank you very much for having me on. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. And uh, I'll, I'll put links to all your stuff in the show notes and everything. Uh, but beyond that, um, I hope folks will absorb the wisdom that you offered them. And um, beyond that, thank you very much. This has been the Logos Tripical Podcast. I've been Chance Lunsford. You've been Ed Lattimore. This has all been Allegedly, and we're out.